Center for the Arts. How's everyone doing tonight? I see some of you guys are drinking beer tonight. 
turns you into a woman. Because the last time I had a 12-pack, I got all emotional and bloated, and I couldn't drive. <laughs> and I had to pee sitting down.
every year, I tell everyone the same thing. I say, look, if you're offended by me saying the words Merry Christmas, please let me know. And I'll change it to go fuck yourself. <laughs> You don't need that ride home after the show. <laughs> You're married. You got a beautiful lady right there. She's smiling. <laughs> Guarantee you're getting laid tonight. <laughs> because I'm bigger and stronger than you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah. No. <laughs> Just getting started. We got a comedy train that you're gonna fucking love. Next comedy coming to the stage is really creepy. <laughs> Give it up for Derek McFarland. All right. Give it up for Jonathan Gregory. He loves me, so in your face. <laughs> he wants to run a comedy train on you guys. My name's Derek McFarland. I'm 28 years old, and I still have to be careful not to get kidnapped. <laughs> it can still happen to me. I still have to live by the same set of rules, like don't talk to strangers, don't go into dark alleys. It's making it really hard for me to buy drugs and shit. <laughs> you guys may also notice that I'm pretty skinny, and I usually get a lot of compliments for how skinny I am, like, oh, you're so lucky to be so skinny because you can eat whatever you want. And I'm like, hey, first of all, you don't get a body like this by just eating whatever you want. You just gotta hope that your mom smokes cigarettes when she's pregnant with you. And that's how you get a smoking body like this. I told that joke one time and my mom was in the audience. And uh, I swear to God, she stands up and she goes, don't forget about the drugs and alcohol too, son. And that was the first that I had heard about the drugs and alcohol. Now I know why my eye twitches when I try to do math. <laughs> it's true, man. It's good to be here. It's good to be anywhere when you're this skinny and nerdy looking where people don't want to push you in a locker. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can't do when you're built like a stick figure, you know? Like one of those things is shave your head. Like, I cannot shave my head. <laughs> I used to do it when I was in high school because my cousins were going into the Marines, so they all had shaved heads. And I'm like, hey, they get respect. Maybe if I shave my head, 
I'll get some respect too. And it was working for a little while. I was making new friends. People were respecting me. Then one day my teacher comes up to me. She's like, Derek, I just want you to know I think you're a special, amazing kid. And I'm like, all right, finally getting my respect. She's like, no, I'm serious. You show up to school every day, you do the homework, you participate, and you're battling cancer. <laughs> you're an inspiration to us all. I wish all my students were like you. And I'm like, you wish all your students had cancer? That's pretty funny. <laughs> the PE teacher, Jesus. <laughs> like, another thing you can't do when you're built like a stick figure is break up a fight. Like, I can't break up a fight. If I try to break up a fight in my house, somebody's just in and wearing me like a backpack. <laughs> and I got buddies who want to be in the UFC, but like all they do is drink beer and watch UFC. <laughs> so like, their octagon is just any random bar. And uh, I'm in the bar with my buddy one night, and he starts getting rowdy, and the bartender looks at me, he goes, hey! you need to control your friend. And I go, hey, you need to call the police. <laughs> I cannot control this guy. He's like, come on, man. Like, we don't want to get police involved. Just go calm your buddy down. Break up the fight, you know? I'm like, all right. So I go over there. I'm like, trying to calm him down, trying to break up the fight. Next thing you know, boom, I get hit. I go down. Instantly, everybody in the bar reacts like an adult just punched a little kid in the face. <laughs> I've got complete strangers sticking up for me. This biker dude's like, you think you're bad-hitting little kids? You think you're bad-hitting kids? Look at him, man, he's clearly got cancer. <laughs> this woman was nurturing me like a baby bird. She's like, it's gonna be all right, somebody get this kid some So they call the paramedics because they want to make sure I don't have a concussion or anything like that, you know. And instantly, I knew something was wrong when they took me away and we pulled up to the Phoenix Children's Hospital. <laughs> Best hospital experience of my life. I didn't want to leave, it was awesome. The doctor put on cartoons for me. They had a milkshake button on the hospital bed. The best part is 30 minutes after I get there, the nurse comes in, she's like, hey bud, how you feeling? And I'm like, pretty good. She's like, good, you got a special visitor? And I'm like, all right, my buddy from the bar is coming to check on me, good friend, right? I got to meet Big Bird, you guys. <laughs> it was dope to meet Big Bird. <laughs> I used to work for Pizza Hut, and I fucking hate Pizza Hut. Cause they would always try to make me do shit that was way outside of my job description. Like fight crime. <laughs> I got robbed for like 20 pizzas. I had a huge delivery and I left my car unlocked and I come back and all my pizzas are gone. It's like the pizza heist of the century. So I call my boss, I'm like, dude, I just got robbed for all my pizzas. What should I do? And he's like, bro, did you see who did it? 
And I'm like, yeah, I can see them. They're at the other end of the parking lot putting all the pizzas in the car. It's like four dudes. And he's like, well, go get the pizzas back, bro. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm not about to get my ass kicked over some Pizza Hut. He's like, dude, if you don't go get the pizzas back, we gotta take it out of your check, which wasn't that much to begin with anyways, <laughs> the Pizza Hut. So I'm like, all right, I'll go get the pizzas back. So I walk over, and as I'm getting closer, I notice that it's a bunch of 15-year-old kids. So I'm like, this is gonna be so easy. I'm like, hey, hey, you kids, give me the pizzas back, guys. Come on, you know how robberies work. You just, you know, I ask for it back, you just give me the pizzas back. Nobody gets hurt. What proceeded was uh, two 15-year-olds held me down on the ground while another 15-year-old rubbed fucking pizza in my face. Then <laughs> he kicked me in the stomach and called me a pizza fag. And he rode off into the sunset. So I was like, this is bullshit, man. They're not getting away with this. Fucking bullshit right here. I'm gonna set a trap. Set a trap and went back, put a bunch of pizzas in my car, parked it in the same spot, left the doors unlocked, hit behind some bushes. I was like, this could be creepy. Nah, it's not creepy. I'm just setting a pizza trap for some 15-year-old kids. <laughs> not creepy at all. I'll show them who the pizza fag is. Show them. So sure enough, they come back, they start taking the pizzas, and I pop out of the bushes. Ha-ha, pull out a gun. Put the pizza on the ground. You think this is a game? I know this could have been dangerous because one of these dudes had a fucking pepperoni tattoo under his arm. I'm like, you, open up that box of pizza. Now you, wipe that pizza on your friend's ass. And you eat that ass pizza. You like that ass pizza. I felt like Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. I've got these friends, uh, I've got these friends who don't speak Spanish at all. I've got a lot of white friends, if you can't tell. But like, for some reason, when we order Mexican food, they slap on this Spanish accent out of nowhere. Like, it's their second language. I'll be ordering Mexican food with my buddy, and he's like, yeah, let me get an order, uh, let me get a uh, carne asada burrito. I'm like, dude, what the hell was that? Why don't you just order it normal? And he goes, uh, it's a sign of respect, bro. They make the food better when you order it like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I like when they make my food better. I wanna try it. So I go to my favorite restaurant, got my courage up, I'm like, I'm gonna show some respect right now. I'm like, yeah, let me get an order of the people fry the rice. Just throwing mad respect down, like mad respect. In my head, I'm like, this food is gonna be so delicious. And from the amount, from the copious amounts of respect I'm piling on right now. Well, apparently the people who work at Panda Express have no concept of what respect is. There's a dude behind the counter, he's like, hey fool. You don't have to talk to me like that right now, fool. Why are you talking like that? Because like, I respect you. What? <laughs> All right, 
you guys. That's been my time. Thank you very much. I want you guys to uh, give it up, make a lot of noise. This next guy coming up, he's, he performs all over the valley. He's hilarious. Make some noise for my friend, Marcelino Crossman. Time to take me finally, y'all. Just want to start this off, you know, the right way. Um, thank you guys for coming out, and I just want to have like a moment of silence uh, for all our, you know, fallen brothers and sisters, because Jason Voorhees is a motherfucker. It's Friday the 13th, people. I'm just saying. White girls, I'm glad you made it. I made it here. You made it here. We're off on a good start. I'm actually very happy to be here because I don't have to be at home being a father. Some of y'all might understand what I'm saying, some of you don't. If you don't, fuck you. <laughs> You're free. I do have a son, uh, he turned a year old actually a couple, of uh, a couple months ago, a couple of years ago. <laughs> turned a year old a couple of years, born on leap year. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's weird too because like, I'm like the oldest black guy to fucking have a kid. I'm 36, I know you can't tell. Black don't crack, I know. Cocoa butter, oh. it's a secret. But yeah, uh, freaking have a kid, 36. Like I'm the oldest black guy, like I'm in the Guinness book. Like look that shit up. Cause you know what happened, obviously my pullout game is weak. <laughs> Back. Another surprise for you, this might shock some people, Scottsdale, they always go crazy. My kid's mother, she's black. I know that shit's still mixed, right? Like, what? Even in Tempe, seriously? Yeah, well we met traditionally, you know how most people meet online. Uh, you know, farmersonly.com. Don't judge me, don't judge me. And don't call me a liar either, because I grow weed from time to time. I know how to <laughs> We use hoes differently, but you, we, the, the same concept. Basically the same concept. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and I had to make sure my son, like I had to have him have a strong name. Like I had to make sure he had a strong name, you know, because it couldn't be Marcelino. They were like, what the fuck, is he Italian or what the hell? You hear that name and you see me like, what the fuck is Marcelino? <laughs> So I gave him a strong name. His name is Malik. It's like the third blackest name you can name your kid. It's like right up there with, I'm from New York, Shaka was number one. Shaka Zulu, for y'all who don't know. Roots, uh, <laughs> Google it. And uh, the number two most popular black name. Anything that begins with Ja, La, Da, Ta, Tashon, Laquan. Demarcus, Jamarcus, J-Ron. Like seriously, like I wish like white people would do that shit with like white names. Like yo, that's Jatila. We <laughs> walking in the fresh and easy. Jatila, get your ass over here. Damn. You know he's gonna graduate ASU too with great credit. 
<laughs> Malik, like Malik, I thought that was a strong name, but then we put a Q on the end. It's M-A-L-I-Q. Yeah, so he's gonna be a basketball player or a hairdresser, like I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna big, bring daddy some big butts, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's crazy too, cause like when you think about names and shit like that, and I had to make sure he had a good like second name, cause mine is Alfredo. <laughs> Y'all laughed a little too hard about that. <laughs> I had to grow up with that shit. It was like, hey, you'll love my sauce. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so I had to make sure my son had a strong middle name, so I was like, you gotta have a fallback name. So we named him Xavier. And no, not Xavier, like how black people do it with a Z-A-Y, no. Xavier. It's just because I love DMX though, that's pretty much. Because I get to call him, DMX! I used to do like little lullabies, be singing DMX to him. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' oh, oh. He went right to sleep, he went right to sleep. Oh man, this parenting thing, like I don't know, uh, uh, how many parents out there? Make some noise. That shit is stressful, ain't it? I mean, I had a good rookie year, but shit. Like, all he did was like roll over shit, piss, and then you'll feed him, and he's good, and you need to put him down. Like, eventually, I'm gonna have to like discipline him and shit. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I was a bad kid. Like, punishment wasn't shit to me. Curfew? <laughs> Curfew, what are you gonna do? Tell me to stay in my room? Obviously, I don't listen to fucking directions. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking like, how am I gonna be able to punish my kid like if he wants to break curfew? So I figured something out. If my son goes out and he's hanging out too late, I'm gonna just piss on something he likes. <laughs> Follow me now. Like, I mean, I bought that iPad, you know what I'm saying? Like that's. See, I'll, tell you, I'll shit on your Xbox. Like, I'm, I don't give a fuck. I guarantee you, you don't stay out past 12 again. I guarantee you. He'll be walking, be like, hanging out with his friends. Like, dude, it's 11.55. He'll be like, oh shit, I gotta go home. I just got some brand new Jordans. <laughs> Take care of that. Shit. But it changed my whole mind frame. Like, like now I'm like responsible. Like, I actually go to work. My boss is here, he'll vouch for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I go to work. I actually go to work. I gotta make money, you know? Cause I can't be broken. I can't work at Circle K anymore. Or should I say again? That's what I should say. I can't do it again. But no, I gotta make money. Like I gotta be, I gotta be the responsible person. I gotta be an adult. But I can't even see shit the same way that I did when I was a kid. Like, any Frozen fans in here? Anybody heard of Frozen? <laughs> Shitting me is like the fucking biggest damn movie like ever. <laughs> but no, I watched it with my son recently and I had never seen it before. And that movie fucked me up as an adult. <laughs> Disney is fucking nuts, people. Why do all the parents always gotta die? That's like number, number one. Like my favorite Disney is Tangled because the both parents live. Like that's the only reason I love that movie. But Frozen is really messed up. Like it messes little girls up. Like these two little girls and one girl can freeze shit and then she almost kills her sister. And then she locks herself in a room for 15 years? She's 10 years old, she just goes in her room. No one's worried about her. 
there's no indoor plumbing, there's no kitchen, there's no... Sisters knocking on the door. Would you like to build a snowman? That's my call set up. It's like, no, bitch. You want a sandwich? Like, come on. Maybe a shower? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. It's not normal, people. That is not normal. And then, to top it off, like she stays in the room 15 years, who the fuck makes her the queen? She's gonna run a country? The bitch don't even know what's going on outside of her room. That's nuts. Last time I said that, somebody threw out, I was like, what about Nelson Mandela? Well, that was different. Because he was a man. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies, I know y'all mad at me right now, but I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all need to just let it go. <laughs> My name is Marcelino Cross, and thank you guys so much. <laughs> Keep your hands going for your next comedian, very funny guy, Mr. Ernie Green! so old, you can legally have sex with it in 30 states. <laughs> I actually looked it up, and uh, when I was doing my... <laughs> and when I was doing my research, I found out that uh, Washington, D.C., the legal age of consent is also 16, which means you don't even have to be a legal voting age to be fucked by a politician there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, if, if there was a group that was sympathetic for a politician to Congress, huh? And those are the ones you should feel bad for. Jesus Christ. Um, my only hidden talent is I can name all 44 presidents as a clinch of order. 
which explains why I haven't gotten laid in four score and seven years. <laughs> this lady in front, she's so old, I think she had sex with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, um, I've been shot down so many times on social media, my profile is now sponsored by Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> That's what we do up here, we tell jokes to make you laugh. I'm not sure if you got that right now, but very cool. But I appreciate the, uh, the, moral, the moral boost you gave me, I appreciate that. So. Where was I? Oh, I was telling really sick jokes. Okay, cool. So. Um, I had this girl on Facebook the other day, and it turns out that A, she's married, and B, she's my distant cousin. And that really grossed me out. I mean, I had no idea she was married. <laughs> that was funny too, wasn't it? Yeah, my last, my last uh, ex-girlfriend, she's a very nice girl. Um, she dealt with uh, special ed kids with really bad behavior issues. And those kids, they spit on her, they pulled her hair, and they degraded her. Once in a while, they did things that didn't turn around. Still funny. Thank you. Still funny. I'm just doing the show for this guy. This guy the you guys have got your phone, you can go on Instagram, whatever the fuck you want. I'm just doing the show for this guy. Oh, look where I am. So. I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm a big fan of the WWE Network. Thank you, Kurt. I know you're a fan. Thank you. I'm a big fan of the WWE Network, or as I like to call it, Netflix for Virgins. <laughs> and I go to WrestleMania every year. Um, WrestleMania this year, past year, was in Dallas. And Dallas is an awesome town, I gotta tell you. Unless, of course, you're a president riding around in a convertible. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you for not laughing. Sometimes that joke hits back and to the left. <laughs> I was watching a hockey playoff before I came here, and um, a guy got seriously injured. He hurt his back and his neck, and they came back after the first intermission, and they said, he's doing well. We took him to a nearby hospital. I went, well, that's good, because that would be a dick move if they took him to a faraway hospital. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm headlining here on June 24, so why don't you come make me feel good? Yeah. Right. That goes for all of you, but in particular him. That's the guy I want here in particular. We can all show up for that. $2 off promo code 20, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? I was doing sick jokes, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, WrestleMania ticket isn't much of a ticket as it is a one year contract to remain single. <laughs> I've signed seven straight contracts. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, I uh, dated a female cop. During foreplay, she wrote me a speeding ticket. <laughs> I asked a girl out the other day, she said, Ernie, I just don't respect what you do for a living. It was my coworker. <laughs> I asked another girl out, and she said, Ernie, um, I like a funny guy who's athletic. Yet when I climbed through her second story bedroom window wearing a clown suit, she called the cops. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this guy. I really like this guy. So, um, I recently lost 40 pounds. Yeah! Woo! Alright. Five people clapped, the other 95 were like, fuck that, I don't believe him. 
No, I, I really lost uh, 40 pounds, which is uh, $62.40 in American currency. <laughs> uh, people ask me, like, how'd you lose weight? I'm like, well, it's simple. I go, all I did was I made a list of everything in my life that I, I did that was fun and stopped doing every single one of them. <laughs> and uh, I would never make fun of anybody for, like, I would never make fun of anybody for being fat. I mean, I'm still fat, but I'm not as fat. Like, I know the struggle. I would never make fun of anybody. It's a real struggle. Except for my dad's wife. <laughs> Her and I, we haven't spoken for about 10 years, mainly because I don't speak hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah. She's a, a redhead and she's a ginger. She looks like the Wendy's girl, which is fitting because she's so fat and blood type is chocolate frosty. <laughs> so, uh, She's a ginger, so she has no soul, and pretty soon, thanks to her diabetes, no left foot. <laughs> and that's the only person I ever make fun of. <laughs> things like that. So um, I've been getting in the election a little bit, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm right down the middle of political-wise, but I think these Republicans who are running for president now is just one, but they're full of shit, and here's why. Um, I was watching one of the debates, and they all said in unison, like, the first thing we're going to do, and the first thing the job is repeal Obamacare. And I'm like, you are so full of shit. Here's why. Have you ever had a first day of the job? You gotta fill out paperwork. <laughs> you gotta take the harassment videos. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sign your W-2. You're not gonna have time to repeal a poor piece of legislation, let alone, you don't have time to do anything that day. Oh my goodness. You're a bunch of idiots, right, Christopher? He's not even back there anymore. He's not paying attention. I don't blame him quite disgusting with me by now. <laughs> so I, um, I got a text backstage from this girl that said, I want to see your junk. Yeah, so I sent her a picture of my Arizona Diamondback season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and my penis. <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks are the only 25 people that score less than I do. <laughs> so I'll leave you out one more joke. Um, I was on Facebook the other day, I got invited to a birthday party. And it was my friend Katie, she's a really, really nice girl, but she called her best friend a main hoe. And I was like, that's kind of that's crazy, she's a really nice girl, and like, that's a weird thing to call your friend, which is all good, but like, guys can't, guys can't use that negative connotation for a friend. I can't be like, happy birthday, small penis Chris. <laughs> Congrats on the promotion. One's got a blowjob from a hooker with a penis mic. <laughs> Hope your surgery goes well. Your wife told me you can only get it up when you watch Japanese incest porn, Frank. <laughs> All right, my name is Ernie Green. Thank you very much. <laughs> Coming up on stage next is a very, very funny man. Well, and I want to meet his haberdasher. Give it up for Michael Paul Ho! All right, Dad's here. Shut your goddamn mouths. Shut up. We're going to talk about Jay Giles' band and how vinyl was better in the 70s. I will turn this classy-ass comedy show around. We will go home and watch season one of Rosewood. Stupid. I'm not a dad. That would be terrible. Uh, that would be an awful thing for the planet. It would. 
It would, because uh, I am currently employed, surprise, as a daytime bartender. Yep, at a lowbrow Italian-American pizza eatery. Yeah, shit's working out, I know, I know, I know. We had a meeting the other day. I'm just gonna call it what it was. It was a noodle meeting, it was a meeting about noodles. And at the noodle meeting, my general manager says to us, you guys, what was significant about September 12th, 2001? Whoa, right? We were quiet like you, good move. Uh, good call. And he says to us, you guys, it was the day after 9-11. Holy shit, your math is worthy of generally managing this lowbrow Italian-American pizza eatery. But please, Joe, go on, continue. Where is this going? And he says, the significance of that day was that it was the busiest day in the history of the company. Um, I'm dumb, can't dress myself, clearly, uh, but I, I do know right from wrong, and that's wrong, right? You don't equate the greatest national tragedy to selling a lot of pizza the next day, because you're a family. Yeah, I know. It was early. It was like 11 in the morning that this was happening. Like, what the fuck? It's 2016, and we're talking about 9-11 at a noodles meeting? About noodles? Now, the same noodle meeting where he says to us, general manager says to us, you guys, we got a new policy. Get excited. Corporate's coming around to you on your shift now. And they're going to say to you, 211, 212. And you have to tell them what that means. So he asks us, what does water do at 211 degrees? Smart room, PhDs in here, nothing. You're right. It's hot, steaming a bit, but it's not doing shit. But you guys, if you bump it up, that extra degree, well, you got boiling water, baby! That water is boiling hot! We got noodles in the back, and we're boiling them down. Fettuccine, you want it? You got it! So, so now I have to wake up every day at 9 a.m. at 29. And I know you're like, dude, you're fucking 40. Uh, no, 29 cigarettes and just trans fatty acids just did it to me. And I can't even be surly during the daytime because I gotta bump it up to 212. Which is, that's the shit you tell a high school volleyball team in the finals, right? Ladies, eyes forward, Jessica, shut your goddamn mouth. Rebecca, put the phone away. Tanner can wait. He can wait! We are at 2.11 right now, ladies. Do you even remember when we brought this trophy home last? September 12th. 
am a grown man. I turned 29 this year. I did. And I spent it the best way that I knew how, uh, which was um, doing Coke Original for four days with 10 dudes in Austin, Texas. Hi, Mom and Dad. Um, that's, yeah, uh, that's how I spent my birthday, like an adult. And Austin's a weird town, I don't know if you've been, uh, ever been there, it's weird. A lot of old, a lot of new, clashing, right? So me and my guy friends were walking down the street, it's 2.30 in the morning, and a cab pulls up next to us. The window of the cab rolls down, and the cab driver says to us, just as casually as possible, Faggots, and then he drives away like a shitty, bigoted supervillain into the night. And it was alarming, right? It's alarming to say the least. It was crazy. And then a week later, a week later, I'm with my girlfriend. We're in Kansas City, Missouri. Never been there either. Similar Midwestern town. We're driving down the road. We see a billboard, and the billboard says, Homosexuality is a sin, not a choice. And then uh, Romans 12 colon, who gives a fuck on the bottom, <laughs> right? And then the Baptist church, I'm getting preaching, I'm getting preaching it up here, I know that. But I'd like to think that in the great state of Arizona, you would never see anything like that, ever. Uh, what you would see is a billboard with a cookie and a bite taken out of it. And it says, would your child know if it ate a weed cookie? Um, <laughs> Uh, no, not initially, no, not at all, no, no. You give that kid like 30 minutes though, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna notice a change in behavior. When he looks up at you, and he's like, Dad, did you know, did you know that Phineas and Ferb are two halves of the same hole? You're like, holy shit! Junior got in the baked goods tonight, we're gonna have to put a gate up, we're gonna lose this fucker, like, <laughs> damn. You couldn't tell by my general appearance, I do indulge in the wacky tobacco, y'all. I do, sure, yeah. That's why I'm the 29-year-old daytime bartender. Stop applauding right now. Stop, stop. Enablers, all of you. Have you ever gotten so stoned that you cried during the last 30 minutes of the movie Interstellar? Or is that just me? Is that only... Murph! Murph! That shit is sad when you're by yourself. That's like 90% of my days, you guys. That's a sad time for me. Sad. Sad. So as I said, I work in a restaurant. I work with children. I work with uh, baby children's. You know, like 17-year-old uh, kids. Kids now. And uh, these kids, all they care about is the social media. That's what's important, right? Snapchat shit. And uh, I'm behind the bar the other day cutting limes, been doing that for nine years. No, not bragging, don't worry. Not a braggadocious man. And I hear them, I hear them talking about it. Did you catch my Snapchat the other day? Did you see my Insta post the other day? And then I turn into the fucking Grinch, uh, the literal Grinch behind the bar. I'm like, all the Snapchats and Twitters and Kardashians and Vanderpumps, all the noise, noise, noise. <laughs> and then, and then, much like the Grinch, uh, but instead of shrinking three sizes, I put I put cheeseburgers in there. So it's growing. It grows at a rapid rate, alarming rate. 
And it makes me so upset that that's what these people care about. Because they are people. They are people. They're people. There's a difference, too. Did you know that? Between a people and person, there's a difference. I'm going to quote my favorite, uh, the favorite thing I've ever heard in a movie. So from the movie Men in Black. Uh, yeah, which is uh, in one year's time will be 20 years old, which means you're fucking dying. You're slowly dying right now. And when the 20th anniversary uh, Blu-ray DVD comes out, it's gonna be shaped like your fucking coffin. So get ready, cause it's over. And in the movie, Tom Lee Jones, he says to Will Smith, you know, people, right? A, a, a person is smart, but people are dumb, panicky, animals, dangerous animals. And I remember that registering when I was a little kid, but not until I grew up that I really realized what that means. I'll give you an example. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to the zoo the other day, right? The zoo, great place, and we're uh, watching the lions, majestic, beautiful lions. And we see rocks start to enter the lion's den. They're being thrown into the lion's den, right? It's a metaphor, you don't do that. That's a metaphor for life. Don't throw rocks at lions. <laughs> don't do that. And before my girlfriend and I can turn to see who it is, we hear the voice of a five-year-old child. Stop that, mommy. Don't do that, mommy. Please, yeah, I know, a woman, grown woman, 40 years old, throwing rocks at a lion at noon on a Saturday. Because guess what? She's not a person. She is people. Does that make sense now? She is a people, she is not a person. Same zoo trip. We see three dudes, three white dudes that could only be uh, described as various bags of corn nuts. That's what these guys look like. Ranch and salsa picante, all the varieties. And they're spitting in the goddamn zoo because they're people. They're not person, they're people. Same zoo trip. It was amazing. This fucking zoo trip was ridiculous. We're on the bus, the zoo bus, the best bus, because it's the zoo bus. And the lady running the zoo bus, who's a fucking biologist, says, The giraffes, right? You're going to feed the giraffes today. What? Get excited. But do not touch the giraffes on the face. They have sensitive whiskers and they don't like it. All right, cool. Done deal. So what is the first thing that this 85-year-old woman does in the seat in front of us when the giraffe sinks its enormous fucking giraffe head in the bus? She touches it on the face. And now this woman, degree in biology, says, uh, don't touch giraffes on the face for the eighth time. Lady, you're 85. How did you live this long without being able to listen to directions? Because she is a people and not a person. What would have happened, lady? What would have happened if you didn't uh, get under the desk like the rest of the class when the atomic bomb went off? You're dead, and I'm glad, because you are a people. She had the oldest fake tits I've ever seen in my entire life. It's true. They were uh, probably like the first pair of fake tits ever. Like the Dust Bowl era of like fake tits. Like stuff with straw and dirt and clay you dig up from the sandbox when you're nine. Full of nothing like her head because she's goddamn people and not a person. 
You can be people. You can be people. I'm people all the time. All the time. Woke up the other morning having a cup of coffee, a cigarette on my balcony, third floor, not wearing a shirt because I feel safe. And I see a girl walking her Vespa scooter down the sidewalk, clearly broken down. I'm not doing anything weird. I'm not like licking my lips or nothing. I'm just watching this girl walk her scooter. And she looks up at me and she gasps. Because I'm not wearing a shirt and my balcony only goes up to here. She has no idea what's going on. And I am fucking people, you guys. Thank you so much. My name is Michael Falcone. Thank you. Excited to bring up your headliner. He is one of uh, the best guys uh, that I know in Phoenix comedy. He's hilarious. I'm so excited he asked me to be here and open up for him. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Christopher Freaking out. <laughs> just like, come on, come on. 
marriage. Here, here, you, here's five bucks. Let me just apologize for some shit I didn't do. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's good marriage. Mm. Here's, here, here's 20. Let's go to Pottery Barn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, during the Cardinals game. Fuck yeah. Tell me how much you hate my friends. Oh, yeah, so good. Finally, just gave a girl 50 bucks to come home and sleep with me. No, 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 no sex. Just put on these sweatpants and turn it face wall like you fucking hate me. Oh, that's just how I remember it. That's so good. I'll lay here and pray for cancer. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a good marriage is what I was saying. There's one bullet point in that joke. Uh, it's funny, though, because um, she, she did complain that I didn't ever pay attention to her. And then two months after my divorce, I got diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. I'm like, oh shit, she was finally right about something. <laughs> For sure. So the people that see me in the daytime don't know I have ADD because, um, so if you, if you don't know what attention deficit disorder is, basically, I fidget a lot. Uh, I don't really pay attention to what's going on around me. I can't filter out external stimuli, as it were. Um, and, and I forget stuff real easy, but, um, the doctor put me on a medicine that fixes all that during the day. Now at night, you're fucked, this is it. The medicine wore off before. But anyway, so he put me on this medicine um, called Adderall. Has anyone ever heard of that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one's ever heard of ADD, but everyone's heard of Adderall. So anyway, <laughs> why is it so hard to get my prescription from? And so, so he puts me on this medicine called Adderall to fix my attention deficit disorder. And if you've never heard of Adderall, it's an amphetamine that makes you very focused it gives you energy, gives you some drive, it makes you really be able to concentrate on shit. And so he's like, well, we gotta work out the dosage and get it just right. So just take your first dose on the weekend and just take a bunch. And I'm like, all right, that sounds like a cool advice. I'll just take a bunch. So on a Saturday, he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me that it keeps you up. So I took it at like 10 at night. And then at midnight, I was mowing my lawn. With a pair of children's safety scissors and a ruler. Oh, I got them all just right. Uh, at 2 a.m. I vacuumed my ceiling. And at 3 o'clock I alphabetized my socks by smell. I'm hyper-focused. So the next night, I went out and I did a comedy show. And I was driving home from Scottsdale and I was almost home. And I saw a cop car, and he pulled, uh, over, he had his turn on his lights, <clears throat> and he pulled a guy over, and it wasn't me. And then I was like, almost home, and I saw nothing happen again. I'm like, cool, I'm like, yeah. Then it happened a third time, and then I was like, I just moved off to the side of the road, because I figured he's going after a minority. I'm like, go get him! You know, fight the good fight. <laughs> and then he pulled me over, and I'm like, what? That's my fault. That's my fault. That's on me. And he pulled me over, and you know, and I because I swerved the car because I dropped my uh, I, my iPod. You know, I was plugged in the car, and um, I'm like 0.24 drunk at this point. It's not my fucking swerve. That's not the point of the story. But I'm very drunk, and so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to jail, you know, in the end or whatever. So I was arrested on my 12th birthday. I don't know if that counts, but anyway. I was like, I'm not, oh, I, I'm gonna go to jail. Like, I'm not gonna be able to go to work. Like, I'm gonna lose my job. Like, this is gonna suck because he's gonna ask me to walk a straight line. 
Mm, I can't do that. <laughs> so then he like comes over and he's like, sir, have you been drinking? And then like the alcohol was like, we can fight him. I've seen him. Like, we can beat him up and run like on cops. <laughs> I can probably have run the taser. And I'm like, alcohol, I'll trust you to get me out. And then the Adderall was like, step aside, son, I got this. And then the Adderall started searching into my brain, and he's like, have you been drinking? I'm like, yes, officer, I have been drinking. I had a couple Pacificos up at the Salty Sanderita. They're about 5.2% alcohol, by the way. I also had a chicken burrito with sour cream. It was okay. I don't really think they're known for their food. I think they're known for their food. He's like, get the fuck out of the car. I'm like, all right. Here we go. So he's like, are you on any new medications? I'm like, boy, am I. <laughs> he's like, do you have low blood sugar? Or, and he started listening to stuff. I'm like, can we skip this? Yes, whatever's on your list that makes me not have to walk a straight line. I got lupus, I got hysterical pregnancy, everything on that fucking list that makes me not have to walk a straight line. He's like, okay, okay. And at this point, like the Adderall was like surging. And he goes, all right. I'm gonna let you go if you can focus on my pen. Can you focus on my pen? <sighs> I can't not focus on her pen. That's my only reason I'm even alive right now. Oh, that's a great pen. He's like, okay, well, you can go home now. And I'm like, how am I gonna go home? Are you gonna get in your car and hold the pen out the window? Are you driving to my house and then I follow you there? Because I'm in the pen right now. I went to jail that day. So anyway. <laughs> I didn't even get arrested. He just tossed the pen in the back seat and I dove in after him. I got what the heck? Uh, growing up with ADD is weird. You know what else is weird? Uh, but, it, but it seemed normal to me because whatever you grow up is normal to you. However any of you grew up is totally normal to you. <laughs> it's probably not normal to me, but it's normal to you. So I grew up with ADD, so I thought it was normal. I thought it was part of my fucking genius. <laughs> and then I grew up poor, which, but I didn't, because it seemed normal. Anyone else here grew up poor? Yeah. Like, like your parents like would burn your garbage because garbage bags were too expensive, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, do you remember when you found out? <laughs> yeah, doesn't that suck? Because you don't know when you're a kid. Like everyone in your family's in roughly the same situation, you know? Their nicest ornament in their house is a brass spittoon. I mean, whatever, like you think that you're, you're doing well for yourself. And so you don't know that you're poor. And I found out, I remember, I'll tell you what I found out when I was, was in sixth grade, I was 12 years old. And in social studies class, we had to put our last name down on a piece of paper and tape it up on the board, on the wall in the back, under the nationality of what our name was. So I put Royer, R-O-Y-E-R, put that under Italian, because I'm sure as shit certain that we were fucking Italian. <laughs> so I got home and I told my mom, she asked what I did in school, I was telling her about our Italian roots. <laughs> She's like, why the hell do you think we're Italian? I'm like, we eat spaghetti like three times a week. Because <laughs> like, we're poor, Laura. I'm like, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, we're not Italian, we don't have roots in Italy. She's like, we have roots in poverty. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're Italian. You and dad are always fighting. She's like, he's an alcoholic. I'm like, holy shit! 
bath this morning and I was a cute stereotype and I went to bed just poor white trash. I'm like, fuck. was <laughs> <laughs> just like, a, that was a shitty day. But it was tough because money was tight, you know? Like, because um, my dad's job, you know, was just was tough with the money. He, he wasn't a police officer, he was, um, what do you call it? Um, a criminal, he was a fucking criminal. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know because when you're a kid, it just seems normal. Like maybe your dad took you camping, and that was normal. But I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. So one time when he hauled ass into the driveway at three in the morning, it was just like, boy, 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 okay, yeah, get my sleeping bag. You boy, get the tent. Uh, load my gun, boy. Let's go, let's go. And me and my three boys are like, what's going on? Are we going camping, sleeping bag? Uh, yeah, 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 we're going camping. We're going camping. Uh, we gotta lay low till the heat dies down. So you just wanna gather that shit pretty quickly and we gotta get out of here. I'm like, lay low till the heat dies down. <laughs> that's not a time that you come back from camping. Like Saturday around six, like that's when you come back from camping. <laughs> no one that wants to lay low while the heat dies down should be in charge of children. That's not how that works. <laughs> and we're like, so we're going camping? He's like, yeah, we're happy campers. We're all happy campers. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're happy campers. Let's get the fuck out of here. So then I thought that was camping. So I thought camping was avoiding all police and main roads until you get to a really secluded lake and then you watch your dad just get whiskey drunk for three straight days and get a sunburn. And I got like, oh, this is camping, so that's what you do. And my 14-year-old brother was the oldest, uh, drove us home because dad was too sunburned and passed out. And so uh, we pulled into the driveway. My mother, this is before cell phones, she had no idea where we were for like three days. And we pulled up in the driveway and she's freaking out and she opens up the side door and he just, he poured like liquid out of the car into the driveway, head down, feet up. And he's like, who's a happy camper? We're all happy campers. And that's camping. A couple years ago, my friend Josh was like, hey buddy, you wanna go camping this weekend? I just fucking just, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I don't even care what you did. Like, I don't even worry about it. I just went to the bank, I got my fucking passport, and then I got like $1,000 in cash, and then a lot of whiskey, and I'm like, let's go, man, I don't even care. I'm down to ride. Oh, he was, an, he was an interesting cat, my dad. Um, he was, a, I don't know what you say, domestically violent. <laughs> I think that's the word for it. I like to say domestically because I don't want you to think of some kind of fancy imported violence. Just go over there, get out with the fist and whatnot. But then you grow up with that, and then that seems normal to you too. Because what would you know? Oh. So then I was out in the playground at six years old. My neighbor, Jamie Porterfield, goes, Hey, man, my dad could beat up your dad. It's a pretty normal six year old thing to say. But my brain was just wired differently at that point. I'm like, Your dad could beat up my dad? I've never even seen your dad beat up your mom. That guy's a pussy. What the fuck? That guy sucks. That's normal to me. And then somebody, somebody once told me after the show, they're like, you can't joke about that. I'm like, well, first of all, it, it's my life, and so I'll, I'll, do, I'll process my pain however I want. Thank you. I was like, but second of all, don't tell me it's not funny. Because you weren't there on the Saturday night one time when he came home, <laughs> loaded up, and he swung on me in the kitchen. He missed by a mile. And he actually corkscrewed himself around in a circle in midair because he missed me and flung his feet up in the air and lost his balance. And he came crashing out and he grabbed a plate of food off the counter and then he hit the fucking floor like this and he knocked himself out and a meatball landed in his ear. <laughs> and he's just in there like, teed up. And I'm like, oh, I've never played golf. 
badly do I want to fucking try, even if I don't hit it, who gives a shit? He woke up the next day all covered in spaghetti and he's like, oh, my boomer in spaghetti. And I'm like, maybe we're Italian. white trash. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's what happens when you're redneck on your dad's side and hillbilly on your mom's side. You're white trash. And some people are like, they don't buy that because they don't know where I grew up, you know, in the Appalachian part of Pennsylvania. And I just want you to know, I still consider myself white trash because I got a lifetime exemption. So there's a certain point scale that they measured on, and I'm actually in for life. I actually, no matter how bougie I get now, I still have my card from white trash. I earned a lot of points um, getting arrested at 12, and then you also earn white trash points um, when your mom collects all the letters and frames all the letters of all the places we've been kicked out of that are like, you are never allowed to enter our establishment again. And she's like, this is the one where your aunt Darlene and Uncle Ray were being permanently from the tuxedo shop. What the fuck did they do in the tuxedo shop? And why did you frame that? The woman reads the Bible every damn day. And her bookmark is a folded up letter from the church banning us from coming back to that church. <laughs> my brother got foreclosed on in a single wide mobile home. What the fuck, man? Move! Just move the whole fucking thing! It's mobile! It's, it, can, it can be upwardly mobile. Move to a nice neighborhood, gentrify some shit. I don't know. Upside down to a nine when the cops do something. I have two different relatives who have been who got DUIs not on a car, so one riding lawnmower, one bicycle. So yeah, my lifetime credit points. I have an aunt Moose and an uncle Weasel. What? That's right. Just thick white trash as far as it goes back. And I only mention it because people at work and we keep saying, "Oh, your name? K R I S T O F E R." Scandinavian spelling, huh? <laughs> Christopher like that, that's German spelling, huh? Traditional German spelling. I'm like, that is the hillbilly redneck white trash version. <laughs> that is the, my parents have a combined high school diploma between the two of them. <laughs> this is, you know, extra two letters? We couldn't even afford that. You start saving early. My middle name is Aaron, E-R-A-N. You're thinking, why isn't it two A's? Two A's at the beginning of a name? Not in this economy. I'm telling you what. Couldn't afford it! <laughs> I do white trashy things still. <laughs> I do. My favorite white trashy thing to do is to, that I still uh, obsessively fly on Spirit Airlines whenever I want to go anywhere. <laughs> if you've never flown Spirit Airlines, oh, you're in for a treat. I went to uh, Denver one way for $19. $19. You cannot, if you take a piece of luggage to carry on and put in the overhead compartment, that's an additional $35. <laughs> they charge you for everything else, every soda, every water. I got up there with the luggage, found that out. I got out of line. I got back in, I put my hat on the luggage and bought him a ticket to sit next to me. I'm like, come on, dude, let's go. <laughs> Kids nowadays. <laughs> Fuck that, I saved 16 bucks, I'm smart. <laughs> you get on, they charge you for water, they charge you for a soda. I didn't even use the restroom because I'm like, what if they charge by the pound? I had Chipotle. <laughs> they charge you for everything else. They, um, 
it's it, but it, 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 it's but it works. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh, the planes all broke down and shit, and the stewardess uniforms look like old TGI Fridays uniforms. You still flare on them and shit. And it's like, but they're nice enough. It's like that friend you had in high school who had a complete piece of shit car, but would drive you anywhere for gas money. That's spirit in LA. It's like this is not a non-stop flight to Denver. We'll be swinging by my cousin Ricky's house first. He owes me 50 bucks. Anyone bring an eight track? Let's listen to some Foghat. Don't get in that door. Get in this one. We gotta pull that one shut with a hanger. It's fucked up. <coughs> they had a wine list on fucking Spirit Airlines. A wine list on an airline that you have to get on at two in the morning when U.S. Air doesn't know they're using that gate. Like, no, no, come on, come on, come on. Daddy, don't worry, let's go abroad. They're Boone's Farm on their wine list. Three swigs for five bucks, and you pass it to the person behind you. There is a discount if you are in row eight or higher, because it gets disgusting. Even the announcements were broke. They're like, uh, in the event of sudden change in cabin pressure, Please slide your debit card in a slot above you and oxygen on this building floor. Obese passengers can use this flotation device. We have to leave. This is the weirdest part of the whole thing. We have to leave, and they're all like saying bye, and then bye, bye. And the pilot, I swear, he had his hat upside down. He's like, bye. We're like, whoa, shit, are we supposed to tip? And he's like, pretty safe flight. Like every, every bathroom, not everybody's fucked up. But just a urinal in all the bathrooms, what's wrong with that? 
that. That's just like a little thing, you know? I just want like little things like that. And um, slaves, I want to own people. So, like, like I don't want a lot. And I'm not like racist, I don't even, I don't want black people or anything like that. Like gingers would work, fucking fuck that. Yeah, I'll take redheaded people, I don't get, they've had it too good for too long, okay? <laughs> gonna get me some ginger slaves, and then I'm gonna have a nicer life, and I'm gonna dream about this all the way till Wednesday night when they draw the number. And if I've had a particularly shitty week, I won't even look to see what the number was on Wednesday. Maybe I'll wait till Friday and keep dreaming. <laughs> That's all I wanna do. Is that a lot to ask? Doesn't seem like a lot to ask, but there's somebody who doesn't want me to daydream. He doesn't want you to daydream. He doesn't want you to have that good time. Oh no, and that Powerball gets up into the hundreds of millions. When you start getting ready for work in the morning, you're watching Channel 3 News, they bring out a guy who hates you dreaming. His name's Math Dick. So Math Dick <laughs> is the guy that comes on the news and tells you, statistically speaking, you have better odds being struck by a meteorite than winning the Powerball. And it fucked up my whole week. Now I'm driving back and forth to work, dodging meteorites in my head, because I can do math, it's statistically more likely than I'm going to prepare for that. Instead, I'm dreaming about my army of ginger slaves spreading out my urinals, which is what I want to be thinking about. Son of a bitch. I was so mad that when I got home, I looked it up. How many people have won Powerball? Well, it started in 2000. How many people won the main jackpot, you know? in those 15, 16 years, 166 people have won the Powerball jackpot. I also looked up how many people have been struck by a meteorite <laughs> in the United States of America since, not 2000, since fucking cave drawings and shit, okay? Since ever one, one person, 1954, Alabama, took the bitch in the leg while she was watching TV, didn't even have DC to kill her. One! You ruined three days of my daydreaming over some bogus ass man? I don't know. I didn't go to ASU or nothing, you know? So I'm not like a math major. I think 166 in 15 years is way more than one ever. Is that the Common Core shit? Is that Common Core? I think that is. I like it. See why you're all upset? Damn it. Literally the next day, the motherfucker comes on and goes, oh, you statistically speaking have better odds of being struck by lightning in the middle of a tornado in the middle of a hurricane. Go fuck yourself, Matt Dick. I'm not even looking that up. That has never happened. That has never, ever, ever happened. Statistically speaking, I lick my sack. Everybody says to me, hey man, if I win that Powerball, I'm giving away half. I'm like, oh yeah, don't get me wrong, dude, I get divorced too. I'm mean, like, get a heart. I'll just put those here asking you I'm kidding. I'm not getting divorced again. There's no reason to give away half my, I don't even have any good stuff anymore. She wouldn't even care if I took my half of the stuff. Just Star Wars memorabilia and shit. Not even expensive stuff. No, I, I did. I got remarried, and that's super fun, and, and I do. I love my wife uh, very much, um, and she, yeah, she's, she's really cool with me up here doing the comedy and very supportive. Um, I don't pay attention to her either. <laughs> it's like the first one, but I have a doctor's note this time, so it's cool. <laughs> mm. 
And so that's a whole new part of my life. You know, you got to get used to it. So if any of you, whether you're dating a new person and you move in, or you get married, or you're single and you move in, whenever you have to make a new life with somebody, it's just different. You just got to get used to stuff. You know, it's okay. Things were normal. It's not bad. Just got to get used to it. Like I would take my change out of my pocket at the end of the day, and I would put it in a change jar on a little table near my front door. She put hers, I didn't know this at the time, in a little change jar right on, on her nightstand next to her bed. So the first time I was ever in her bedroom, I thought it was a tip jar. I'm like, what? <laughs> does she get paid? What does she get tip for in this room? I was desperately looking around for an espresso machine, like maybe she's a barista. Like, oh man, please. Worst part was is where my brain went is when I saw it and I thought it was a tip jar. I wasn't even upset that she was necessarily getting paid for sex. It was that she was getting paid in change. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> she's gonna suck. <laughs> probably not. If she sucks, you probably get fully <laughs> So, but it's fun. You get used. Some things are fun to get used to. Some things are harmless like that. Some things are fun. Like you gotta get used to like. Like a new nickname around the house because you gotta like call each other cute nicknames. Like you guys probably have cute nicknames for each other, right? No? You got nothing? Just 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 not just call by his last name? Smith! Get in here and service me now! <laughs> Very romantic. I call her honey because she's so sweet to me. And she calls me Pooh Bear. Um, because I just wear like a red t-shirt and no pants or underwear at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's my look. Get used to that. <sighs> Started getting used to the fucking I meant awesome TV shows that she watches. Sorry ladies, you guys watch not intelligent programming. I know, I know when she's watching her shows, even if the show's not on, even if it's on commercial, because it's all antidepressants and kitty litter. Oh shit! Someone's watching Investigation Discovery Channel again. For those of you who have not watched Investigation Discovery, this is a cable channel that allows you to watch 30-minute programs um, depicting murders, which is 24 hours a day. It's 24 hours a day of homicide. And she goes, it's background noise. Oh! That's very disturbing. Baseball is background. What the fuck? Murder? And they're all trying to convince women that their husband wants to kill them. You've seen the show. They're all trying to convince them into the couch is putting arsenic in the goddamn cornflakes and all this shit. Hmm. Watch, I sat down and watched it with her one night. The shows were all called like Dangerous Husband! <laughs> Man Who Kill! Hombres Peligrosos! And so I watched this shit with her for four hours one night and I never saw one show called Maybe that nagging old broad had it coming. <laughs> Gotta get used to a new way of like uh, arguing and fighting with your significant other. Because I didn't know I had to argue with myself. I live with myself, you know. And when I lived with my ex-wife, we didn't really argue. We just did like passive aggressive, stupid shit around the house that the other one didn't like. And that way, that the other one would know they were mad. So if I would wake up, and there would just be like one square of toilet paper left on the roll, and be like, hey, why don't you change the toilet paper? It wasn't empty. <laughs> oh, shit, I did something. So I better go talk to her. 
or do something equally childish that she hates. So I usually took option B. I would usually do something just as childish because we didn't really communicate well. So I would do something she doesn't like and I peed in the shower. <laughs> it's way more childish when you realize I was not taking a shower at the time. <laughs> she was taking a shower. Okay, so I get the free range chicken eggs. 
Hell yeah. And then she calls me back and she's like, did you get the right eggs? Yeah, babe, just like you said, super expensive, free range, got them right here. I'm a good husband. She's like, are they organically fed? How the fuck do I know where they shop? I just want to come home. I'm in the liquor aisle at this point. I'm lying. I'm just like, yeah, organically fed. Says right here. Yeah, it says they shop at Whole Foods. Uh-huh. No, sprouts in a pinch. It says right here in the package. Why would I make that up? Uh-huh. Working conditions? Uh, 40 hours a week. Uh-huh. Two 15s and a 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, two weeks of vacation a year. Yeah. Says right here in the goddamn carton, babe. Takes the chickens that hatch. Yeah, the little ones. Yeah, every year to the Chicken Holocaust Museum. Uh, every year. I think it's just an, a KFC off the I-17 and Dunlap, but she fucking takes them. Why would I make that up? Gotta <laughs> get the right chicken. She's very concerned uh, about the, qual- the quality of the working conditions <laughs> for the chickens. Um, meanwhile, we're having the entire conversation on her end on her brand new iPhone 6. And I'm like, you know, who's not cage free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the six-year-old shacking to an assembly line somewhere outside of Beijing for 23 hours a day making your fucking phone? Yeah, not Definitely not free range, I can guarantee you. But the chickens are fine! Chickens are going great! And I gotta go get the chicken breasts. Oh, have you seen the organically fried free range chicken breasts? You see these little, just sad little wimpy, saggy, $12.99 a pound, little vegan, hippie ass, daydreaming, sitting under a tree playing hacky sack chickens all day. I mean, essentially, that's what they are, the little hippie vegans. Does anyone here, like, know a vegan? Does anyone here know a vegan whose breasts you want to see? Fuck no. I don't want to see these sad little things either. I want to just fucking $2.99 a pound, foster farms. Jacked up with steroids and shit. It's huge. And she says, you can't have those ones. You can't get those ones. Those aren't the ones we get now. Because they're full of science, and the ones that I like are full of nature. I said, well, sweetie, nature gives you cockroaches, and science gives you raid. You see, science has a lot of really good ideas. I don't trust nature. I like science. I want more science in me. You guys ever watch them UFC mixed martial arts fighter guys? They're ripped, right? They look like they're in great shape. What's the energy drink that they drink? Anyone? Science with an X. That's what extra fucking science is with that in that thing. And look at those guys, they're awesome. I want more science in my chickens. Since you can't, can't do it. Lock the little cage, it's like a little chicken prison. I'm like, that's awesome. I have no problem with this. Because what do people do in prison? They just start working out. You're getting buff. You're getting this huge chicken breast when they're in little chicken prison. You're getting little chicken prison tattoos that say cluck life across their belly. <laughs> this is my life now. But don't worry, I'm not going to pass this on. We're not having kids. So you guys don't have to like panic or anything. A lot of people are like, I'm 40. People are like, it's never too late. I'm like, snip, snip. Yeah, it's too fucking late. Don't worry. Baby. <laughs> Took care of that a while ago. And it's weird when you get a vasectomy because the doctor tells you, well, you're gonna be shooting blanks now. But then the first time I did after the vasectomy, it was like a little stick with a little flag that said bang. I'm like, holy shit, that's literal. I did not expect that. I get to do a little bit of parenting here and there. 
We see these are things you have to do now because you have family. So she's got a sister. That sister's got a, a, got a son. His name's Jack. He's 14. And uh, the sister says, I need Christopher to come over here. I need to tell him, I need to have, have a man and talk with Jack. He needs to tell him what's going on behind the subdivisions after school. What, what goes on, you might wonder, in, the subdiv- in between the subdivisions in Gilbert, Arizona. Blowjob contests, that's what was going on. Kids, girls from his grade, giving other boys from his grade, having blowjob contests in between. My job was allegedly to come over, tell him that this was going on, and that he should not want to participate in any way, shape, or form in said blowjob contests. Wasn't super. Com- First of all, I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, Jack is uh, 14, but he's an American citizen, which means he has the the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I don't know what would make a 14-year-old boy happier than a no strings attached competitive blowjob. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I stopped him from doing it, I'd be violating his civil rights. Like, have an ACLU all agree ass for that. I don't need that. Not to mention, I don't want to do it because I'm a pretty decent comic, but I'm not a very good actor. I'm not a very good actor. It'd be very hard to go, no, Jack, come over here, son. You don't want any part of that. A low job is a very special thing. <laughs> Share between two people who are totally going to remember each other's names tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to tell this kid? His mom walked out of the room and I was just like, Jack, you kill him. You get all the blowjobs you can, you collect them. You collect them, you collect them with goddamn Pokemon cards, yeah. You talk about them, you take pictures, you write about them, each one could be your ass. <laughs> Mom comes back in, I was all like, and that's why you just wait till you're married, and then you can get off. <laughs> I can't do it, it's a lie. And also, I didn't want to stop him because I wanted him to do some recon for me. <laughs> Does anyone else here besides me wonder how they judge the contest? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man, it's twisted, but I want to know, like, how is it a contest, though? Is it like two girls and two guys and they're racing and whoever finishes first wins? And the one guy is like a premature ejaculator, which is essentially bringing in the ringer. And then I'm like. <laughs> Now, she thinks he's a blowjob champion, Gilbert goes off to college, incredibly disappointed. Okay? Is that how they're judging this thing? Or is it like one guy, two girls, and it's like being at the optometrist? Like, number one? Better now? Or now? Two? Or one?
maybe I'm mean, but maybe you've never been there at 5.30 when it's like, hey, you wanna hear what I did at work today? Who wants to hear what I did at work today? You wanna hear what I did at work today? You wanna hear what I did at work? You wanna hear about Stacey? Okay, great, I'm gonna tell you what I did at work today. I did at work, goddamn Stacey showed up late, she left early again. Goddamn bitch doesn't do any goddamn work, I do all the goddamn work that Stacey don't wanna do shit. Then I had to go on YouTube and watch kid videos. So I watch kid videos, you wanna hear about the kid videos? Who wants to hear about the kid videos? What, 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 what? Okay, good, kid videos. So I'm watching the kid videos, right? I'm watching the kid videos, and they're like, tickle, tickle, meow, tickle, tickle, meow, tickle, tickle, meow. Big cat, little box, big cat, little box, too big for that little box, kitty. Yeah, I don't need that little box. Then I started unfriending bitches on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, I'm unfriending bitches, I'm unfriending bitches, one bitch, two bitch, three bitch. I don't care if she's my grandma, she can't talk that shit on my wall. Do you want to hear about that? It seems like you're not paying attention. It seems like, it seems like you're going once. It seems like you're going twice. You know what? If you don't want to listen to me, I'm just going to shut up and go upstairs. Soul. <laughs> My name is Christopher, thank you for paying attention. Give it up for Christopher! Guys, you're gonna look great, Captain, I'll go the fuck home.